everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Why We Disney podcast. Guys, I am so excited for this episode. I know I feel like I say I'm excited for every episode, but this one in particular, we've been talking about it on all of our different episodes, but now it gets its own episode. It gets its own channel. It deserves it. So we're going to be talking about something special today. Here we go. All right, guys, welcome back to the Why We Disney podcast. My name is Casey, and I always have my amazing co-host with me, Kara. Hi. <laughs> you are the best podcast I, host I could ever ask for. Thank you, Kara. <laughs> Same to you. Um, so today we have a really awesome episode prepared for you guys. I'm so excited to talk about this. You know that Kara and I do Disney differently. If you've listened to us for any amount of time ever, you know we do Disney a little differently. So I'm so excited about this episode. I want to hear about rope dropping it is the thing absolutely everyone should do it and even if you don't do it every day it's just super beneficial for some parks to just get stuff done early 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 and I cannot wait for Kara to go ahead and get into this first segment I'm so excited Yes, guys, um, those of you that are listening or watching by the title, you already know that we're talking about rope dropping, which is a special near and dear keyword in my heart when it comes to Disney things. And I just want everyone to know up front, this episode, you're like, oh, this is for, this is rope dropping. I already know what it is. No, I'm gonna give you all the tips and tricks from the Disney beginner to the Disney connoisseur. Okay. So first Casey, like some of our Disney beginners probably are Google searching. What is rope drop? So we're just going to let y'all know off the top way back. Disney used to actually carry the, the cast members at each park. This happens every day. The cast members would drop a literal rope. I think it was a velvet rope, just details. Um, so they would drop a literal rope. And that meant that the uh, audience for us, the consumers were able to go into the park and start enjoying the day. So we use this terminology rope drop now that it's saying that, okay, we can start coming into the park. That's like the official, the park is open. Now you may be thinking, oh, Karen, Casey, like they show park times, like they show the hours on the My Disney Experience app. Wrong. They're always <laughs> wrong. Not that they're wrong. Yes. So if it says Magic Kingdom opens at eight, yes, Magic Kingdom opens at eight, but rope drop could be at seven o'clock. So the parks actually let you in, especially during this COVID time, earlier than what's posted on um, the My Disney Experience and on their calendars. So it's like, it's just crazy that you can get into the park a whole hour earlier than what's actually posted. And I just want to say that rope dropping is the moment you walk into the physical park. So Sometimes for Magic Kingdom, for example, you can walk the whole way up to the castle, but maybe Adventureland is still closed. It's still roped off. Um, for the most part, they have most of Tomorrowland open and Fantasyland. Maybe not every ride is operating, but, you know, 7 o'clock a.m., it's, it's going to be there. And this is for my lovely rope droppers, us that are waking up at 3 a.m. to get to the parks, us early birds. And that's the difference. It's the what we are going to in this podcast referred to as the droppers and the closers. 
And Casey, uh, you have mentioned that you are a park closer. So could you give the audience like some information on what park closing is? Yeah, sure. So obviously after the parks officially close, pretty much uh, like as far as like shows and rides, attractions, like those things do put restaurants, they all close at park close. But there is this time frame where they will not kick you out of the park. So, and most of the shops stay open too after close. So keep that in mind. But um, so essentially it's just this time when you you're in the parks after park close people have already mostly mostly cleared out and you just get to just sit and truly relax and enjoy enjoy an empty park which i think like as a closer which i'm honestly both i've done both and i love both um but as a as a closer i think it's really cool and especially for someone like me who goes to disney you know quite often it's so nice to just be able to enjoy Disney with like a like stress-free, easygoing, coffee in my hand kind of closing. So yeah, closing, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is the difference between, you know, droppers and closers and that's what we're going to get into here. Yeah. In oh, I'm so sorry. And I forgot to say this. So I think it truly too depends like what like who you're going with and what kind of group that you've gone with. If, if you have like a huge family with like young, young kids, I think it's going to be really hard to wake up at like 3am. So it might be better to like wait till, you know, 930 or 10 o'clock to head over to Magic Kingdom. You know, if it's a girl's trip and a ton of you guys have been to Disney before, I think rope dropping is like the greatest thing in the entire world because we can all get up, we can all get ready can all get to the park early, get attractions out of the way, get pictures out of the way. So I think it just really depends on your trip. It depends on the party that you're going with. It also depends if like, if the people you've gone with have never been to Disney before, you need to make sure that they get every, that you can get everything you can in on one day's trip. So park hopping is really great for people who have never been to Disney. I did want to say that too. Thanks. Good. information. Yeah. So guys, we are going to take a short segment break. I'm giving you time right now to go get your pen, your pencil, your iPad, your whatever, get your writing materials because the notes are coming. All right. Right after this. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. So we are talking about rope dropping, something that is really near and dear to my friend Kara's heart. Now, if you are have never been to Disney or you just kind of have been to Disney once or twice in the last couple of years, you could be thinking like, what are the heck? Like, someone tell, why is it important to rope drop? So Kara, I'm going to let you take this one away. Tell everybody why this is so important and crucial to so many trips in Disney World. Oh my gosh, like where is there to begin? First of all, um, I would say anyone that is like the a, a ride person, like you are just all about rides. Um, so getting to the parks earlier before the parks open guarantees 
that you're going to have extra ride time. So, the, you know, the shops aren't necessarily open yet or the attractions aren't necessarily open, but you are going to get at least on one ride. So that's giving you, you know, some extra time to get on those rides. And I always say to get the rides as many rides done in the morning as you can. So you have the afternoon to shop and relax and take on some attractions and watch some shows because that's in the afternoon is when we start to get tired anyway. And everyone needs that three o'clock coffee and, you know, so we're just going to lean right into that, get some jaw freeze and watch some shows, you know, so rope dropping just gives you that extra time in the morning when you're refreshed, you're awake, alert, and you know, closers are not able to ride after the park closes, because as we know, it's a rule that if the park closes at eight o'clock PM, you can get in that line at seven 59 and wow. still ride, but you cannot at park close and on. So getting there early is going to guarantee you some extra ride time. That's why it's important. And then right now, I'm going to say this today is Monday, May 17th, because Disney is going crazy with their announcements, right? That's not when this uh, is being released, but right now there's no fast passes, right? It better change soon. You know, as we know, Disney released this like no mask thing and they're taking away all of the regulations they're taking away all the signs. So by the time this comes out, it might be a little different, but right now there's no fast passes, right? So getting that extra time of guaranteed riding is crucial to your trip, especially if you don't go often. Now this, as we said earlier, you know, you kind of go a little more more often than me. So you've gotten to ride a couple more rides than I have. So being a rope dropper might not be as important to you. This is gearing more towards, you know, those of us that one are early birds anyway, two um, don't mind waking up and three don't get to go as often. Sure. And that's why, that's why it's super important. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just like add really quick. So like uh, for like, it's not the end of the world. If I don't get, you know, a boarding group on rise of the resistance or, you know, it's not the end of the world. Like if I don't get to ride like pirates of the Caribbean, for instance, even though like that's really great ride. And that actually might be the end of the world. If I don't get to ride. (laughs) I said that too quick, but, um, I think it's, I think it's so important just if like, if it's the one trip, right, that you take with your family every five years, and like, you don't get to ride like those big, like, heavy roller coaster rides that your family has been so excited and ready to do. Like, I'm telling you, like rope drop is just the way to go get in there, get in and out of those rides before the park even opens, get it done. So you can breathe really. Yes, absolutely. And now rope dropping comes with its, you know, you got to know what you're doing when you're rope dropping. You can't just wake up all nilly nilly and try to go rope drop. No, nilly nilly. (laughs) I'm going to give y'all the Kara exclusive. Yes, I have my notes. Yes, you need to write it down. This is the five steps on how to rope drop. Yeah, Casey, get get her, mm -hmm, get your, mm -hmm, get your pencil off. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to check the My Disney Experience app to see what time the park opens, okay? As we know, park times are changing. 
they release new hours, they can change the park hours. So you want to be up to date. Don't book your trip now and be like, oh, Magic Kingdom opens at eight. And then in September, it opens at seven o'clock. <laughs> so you, you want to stay up to date on that. Don't like just try to screenshot it and then it's going to stay. No, stay up to date on that. Yeah. And then step number two, some people are going to think I'm crazy, is plan to get to the park entrance one hour before opening. So let's go with, um, you know, Hollywood Studios, for example. Mm -hmm. If Hollywood Studios opens at 9 a.m., you physically want to be at the park entrance at eight, which means you have to think about your transportation right. and the shuttle bus. So, you know, give your, giving yourself 20 minutes transportation, you know, shuttle bus, Uber, Skyliner. So that's an hour 20. Mm -hmm. So that's number three. If you're taking the shuttle bus, normally, you know, it goes at least an hour and 15 minutes before the park opens. Mm -hmm. So if Magic Kingdom is opening at eight o'clock, I'm telling you, you'll see shuttle bus times 6.35, 6.47, all these 6.30 times, but it doesn't open until eight o'clock. Magic, oh, crazy. So don't trust, um, don't trust Resort TV. I've said this on other podcast things. They're like, the resort, the shuttle bus will leave 45 minutes before entry, blah, blah, blah. We are lying to you because we don't want crowds. <laughs> that's, that's really what resort TV is saying. So if you are crazy enough like me and you're like, yes, I have things on my list that we want to get done, you know, as a family or a girl's trip or a solo trip. If the park opens at eight, you're leaving your room at 630. Yeah. To get there effectively. Yeah. Um, and Kara, wouldn't you say too, like it, so let's say like not shuttle bus, like let's say you stayed in a hotel off property and you're driving in, would mm -hmm. you say that they should allow like a little bit more time than 630? I if would. you're actually having to park and walk, you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. If you're parking, that's a whole different story. Um, non, non, you know, property transportation, but right. I would just say, you know, nothing too crazy, uh, just time it. I would give yourself 20 minutes of transportation. And if you know that you have kids and they're going to take a while to walk, because we all know it's a, it's a big waste. So yeah. if they're going to take a minute to walk from your car to park entrance to Snow White, you know, that's it's some distance. Mm -hmm. So you just want to put that into consideration when you're, you're thinking of this. Yeah. So transportation, that was, that was number three. Number four is have a plan and stick to it. Don't get distracted by, oh, let's take castle pictures or, oh, let's get, no, we have, we have things to do. We, we have stuff on the schedule. Um, now the schedule can be flexible, right? Because we all know Magic Kingdom, you're going right for seven doors. I don't care if you don't like the ride, you're going right for seven doors, right? <laughs> and then maybe you want to go to Splash, but Splash is down. What's next on your list? Big yeah. Thunder, go. Oh, Big Thunder's down, right, right next to it, Pirates, go, blah, blah, blah. Have a plan um, because, I, I mean, it's just important. And what's crazy is you don't want to go, say, like, I know, Casey, you really like um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, that is not on my list of things to rope drop. 
Mm-mm. Even though it might be your favorite ride, it's not going to be one of the longest wait times in the park. So by effective time management, you don't want to waste time going there when you're going to have to wait an hour for Splash Mountain. Right. So you want to go based on the ride times, yes. the ride wait times. You know, this is Tower of Terror, Frozen Ever After, Seven Dwarfs, um, Flight right. of Passage. Right. So that's what you're going for. Then step number five, and this is the last one, go nonstop for two hours straight and then take a break. Um, like seriously, and people are like, what do you mean? Like bathroom breaks? Listen, if you have to pee, <laughs> if, if you have to, to get some water, I'm just saying do as much as you can in two hours and then be like, okay, like, do we want to grab a snack? Do we want to sit down for a minute? Cause I'm telling you, you can get half the park done in two hours if you rope drop effectively. Mm-hmm. No. So that's it. Absolutely. Those are really great tips. Five of them. I hope that you guys took notes. We're going to post them on our Instagram. Make sure that you guys engage with those. Seriously, that, I mean, if you base your entire trip off those five steps, you are going to be so effective. Like you are going to get so much done. Like it's unreal. All right, Kara. So we got some listener questions in about rope dropping and since you are the expert do you mind answering some questions from our listeners come on I would absolutely love it (laughs) all right so first question this is from Ellie B Bean Ellie B Bean that is a cute Instagram name girl okay all right so normally with fast passes my family would rope drop whatever we don't have a fast pass for would you recommend deciding what to rope drop without fast passes deciding what to rope drop without fast passes how would I recommend deciding um, what to rope drop so I kind of said this in the previous statement right now without fast passes I can do a whole nother episode when fast passes come out Mm-hmm. Um, because I do call myself a fast pass expert as well. You are the- uh, <laughs> when when you don't have fast passes right now, it is all about the specific park you're at mm-hmm. and the wait times of the rides. Right. Big Thunder Mountain. I don't think it has a place in Magic Kingdom, so I really don't need to go on it. Yeah. But it's always one of the first rides I will go on in Magic Kingdom because it has one of the longest waits. Mm-hmm. So again, you're not really focusing on what your favorite ride is, but if you are a ride person, if you're like, you know, my family is going, we want to get the most out of our vacation and go on every single ride that we can, every attraction, everything you're going based off of wait times. I gotcha. So Kara, like if you, let's say fast passes are a thing tomorrow. Okay. And you have a fast pass, (laughs) you have a fast pass for flight of passage in animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. Like you, when you rope drop animal kingdom, the whole entire crowd, I mean, they're like funneling you to go that way. Even though, like, are you trying to like get on it twice or like for you specifically, are you going to follow the crowd and go rope drop flight or are you going to? So now when we're talking about fast passes and we will have to update this, you know, episode when fast passes come out, because when fast passes come out, I'm assuming that the tier system is going to change. 
because of Remy's Ratatouille adventure. We have the stuff in Hollywood studios. If you don't know what the tier system is, we will get more into that with that episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's just say, for example, if I'm fast passing a flight of passage, Mm -hmm. I'm going to rope drop Kilimanjaro Safari. Safari. Or, well, for me, but Everest for most people. Mm-hmm. because you know while flight of passage is my favorite this is the second longest wait time yeah so it's all about being effective in your time management strategy and getting the most out of the day with the least amount of walking and fitting the most into a time period i gotcha that makes sense very good all right next question what is a realistic time to leave your resort i know you answered this a second ago but let's say like Let's say you're staying at Pop Century or Art of Animation and you have like a Skyliner option to get over to Hollywood Studios. Like what is a good realistic time to leave your resort? If you are taking the shuttle buses, an hour and a half. Okay. That's my golden time. I believe if I remember correctly that the Skyliners are only running one hour before the park opening, but the Skyliner line can get so backed up. So I will stick with the hour and a half because if you're at Popper Art of Animation, by the time you get to Caribbean Beach, it's already backed up Mm -hmm. because of the Caribbean Beach people that are trying to go to, you know, Epcot or Hollywood Studios. So my magic thing is 90 minutes. um, And that's in, and I'm sorry, I'm not a mom yet. So maybe this will change, but that is with little kids too. Yeah. Because wake them up early get them done and they're going to sleep at night. I promise you Uh, the same thing would happen with my nephews. They, you know, party hard in the morning, the little six and four year old nephews, they got up, they did all this stuff and then they slept. Yeah. So I I would recommend a 90 minute uh, destination. Yeah. I love that. And I think too, like kids will sleep in their stroller. Like I see them all the time at Disney parents passing me with kids, like just knocked out in their stroller. Like it's totally okay. They're fine. They woke up early to rope drop. It's all good. (laughs) And they rode what they wanted to. So yeah. And they were so excited. Their their poor little adrenaline was probably pumping at 630 in the morning. So it is all good. Even with kids, like this is definitely still beneficial. So Mm -hmm. my next and last question, and I actually, this is actually an issue on girls trips that I've taken before, but so best breakfast option when you're rope dropping. So this is my strategy and this is what you know, me and uh, Brandon have done. This is what my mom and me and Rachel have done. This is what works best for me. Um, you know, this couldn't, this could be different for other people, but I will say have a quick breakfast, either like right before you leave or on the bus or, or your transportation waiting in line for the Skyliner. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we just ate Pop-Tarts or like honey buns or something in, in line. You could have fruit snacks or, or apple wedges or whatever, have something before you leave, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then have something on the go that you can eat like in between your rides, crackers, um, this or that. I would recommend, I always say fast breakfast mm-hmm. when you're rope dropping. Now, um, when you're not, go to Topolino's. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> actually, uh, my upcoming trip in July, I will not be rope dropping on my birthday hopefully 
I'm going to try my best for um, a Topolino's breakfast reservation. So crazy of me to be doing this episode and talking about breakfast, but I would say have a fast breakfast option. Yeah. I like that. Like a quick granola bar or something that you can and pack a bunch. Yeah. Don't just pack. Don't just be like, mm, here are my apple slices and my granola bar. No, like girl, pack yourself some food. Yeah. Pack a couple. Like it's okay. And I think like, I know theme parks, like at least here around South Carolina, North Carolina that we go to, um, they don't allow any food out, like outside food into the park. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. Disney, a lot of families might not know this, but Disney is not that way. Like you can bring in granola bars and like pop tarts or things like that. Um, They don't want you for that stuff or take anything. So especially if you have a kitchenette in your room and you can make like those protein pancakes in the morning, like the banana pancakes and pop them in for your kids. And that's a really great, like on the go option. Oh, I love that. Another great tip. This is an awesome episode. I'm really excited about it. That's all the questions we have though. That's fun. That's all good. (laughs) It's all good. Well, to kind of like close out our episodes, everyone in the listeners are probably wondering like, okay, Carrot, we're going to Magic Kingdom. What do we do? Walk in, where do we go? So Casey, if you don't mind, I think I'm going to break it down park by park. I think we should. Magic Kingdom. You're going right for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you don't like Seven Dwarfs. I know it's like a really short ride, but that's the thing. It's a really short ride and I love it, but I'm not waiting 90 minutes for it. Right. So if you go right in, get right there at 715, go walk right on. I'm promising you that the line will probably be 40 minutes when the park opens. And so we don't want that. Um, So Seven Dwarfs. And your mountains, Splash, Big Thunder, and Space. Yeah. Are always going to be my recommendations. Um, You know, right now, Splash is my top one because of the retheming that's about to happen. Mm -hmm. So if you can, but I understand that, you know, sometimes, sometimes, most times, Splash is down. And so try Big Thunder. And if not, just work your way around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say, like, I, in my history of going to Disney, I've never seen Splash Mountain with the like highest wait time, like the biggest wait times I've ever seen it ever. Um, but it's ever since that they released that, you know, Splash is being rethemed, like, yeah. hey, we're changing up this ride. Like everyone is trying to get into Splash Mountain to get their last minute fix before it changes and never comes back. So yeah, I think that's a really good one. If I were to rope drop Magic Kingdom, I'm definitely going for either Seven Dwarves or Splash for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, pirates is there too. Pirates can get pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, every, everything can, depending on the year and depending on the day, but these are my, my just general recommendations. I like that. Let's move on. Let's go to Epcot. What are we rope dropping in Epcot? So, uh, if you are on the Skyliner, which is preferable at Epcot, cause you're already there in world showcase. If you're not, that's okay. It's just a little longer walk. You're going to the Norway pavilion to ride frozen ever after this ride literally wraps into another country. <laughs> it can go into China and like into the next one. So it gets long, get on frozen right away. If you can't ride it twice, if you can, it's a great ride. Um, and then either Soren or test track. Now for me, test track is a skippable ride. Soren is definitely not, so I'm going right to Soren, but I know a lot of people love Test Track, so I will say choose between the two. So yeah, Frozen yeah. and then either one. Right. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Hollywood Studios. 
Okay. So here's the controversy about Hollywood Studios. <laughs> uh, well, and again, this it's all going to change if Fast Passes come back because, you know, with, with the tier system and the... Anyway, for Hollywood Studios, I would say choose between the three. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell our listeners because everyone has a different preference when it comes to these rides and they're all so different. Yeah. Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. Mickey and Minnie's, Tower of Terror. I'm not going to sway you either way because I have rope dropped each one Mm -hmm. and there are advantages to rope dropping each one. So it it just depends on your preference, but I would, it's just one of those, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Just not, I mean, you're going to pick one and then have to wait for the others. Pick this one and wait for the others. So it just, you know. Hollywood Studios is a little hard, but it is. So as a group, you're going to have to figure out like what's more important to you decide that as a group. And then like, don't get to Hollywood Studios and look around and be like, okay, guys, where are we going? Like, no, (laughs) decide that in your room the night before. Hey guys, these are our like four biggest rides. Where are we going as soon as we hop there? So Mm -hmm. yeah. And especially, I I don't know if I said this, but have one person be the bag person. Like on me and my mom's trip, like I would give my mom my bag, go through like the non-check crap, not having to get flagged down or anything. And I would just book it. And then she would catch up to me in line eventually. You'd meet me in line. Yeah. Hey, another (laughs) great tip. I, we don't do that. Why don't we do that? Like my friends that don't have bags, just wait on me. And then we all get together and then go. Absolutely <laughs> <not>. <laughs> no, I am sprinting. <laughs> All right. Animal Kingdom, Kara, hit me. Our last one, obviously Flight of Passage. It's okay. worth riding. So I will say Flight of Passage and Navi. Hmm. Just get Pandora done with. Um, and then either Safari or Everest. Yeah. So either one is fine. And yeah, those three rides are in three completely different parts of the park. Uh, We all know Animal Kingdom, you're going to be walking the most anyway. So, you know, rope dropping does come with a lot of movement, but you're in Disney. So who cares? Yeah. (laughs) You will be fine. You will be fine. I do want to just say one quick thing about the safari is I love to do safari right when we get there first thing in the morning, because the animals have just woken up. They're in a amazing mood. Like they're walking around, they're moving a lot. And a lot of times people ride safari like in the middle of the day when it's super hot. The animals are not moving all that much. It's still great. The they're safari's the great. Yeah. yeah. They're in the shade and it's hot and they're trying to chill. Um, but I would say in the morning, it's really cool to be able to see the animals move a lot. And then also if you're a closer like myself, we love to get in line if Animal Kingdom closes at six, we're hopping in the safari line right at 555 because the animals are, again, they're moving around a little bit more. The sun is starting to set or it's going down and, you know, maybe you'll get to see the lions roar. That's always fun. So, Oh my gosh. So as you guys can tell, there's so much going on when it comes to rope dropping and I'm sure you have so many more questions. So please in the comment section, if you're watching us on the YouTube Hey, uh, go ahead and, and comment your questions or message us on Instagram. Comment if you're a dropper or if you're a closer, because we want to know. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I want to get like a percentage of people. I really want to know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. All right, guys. Well, as always, we love you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you thought. Make sure to please subscribe to our newsletter. Click the link in our bio on our Instagram, and it will take you right there. Also, follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And follow us on TikTok. Literally, we are on everything. Please make sure you find us. Um, And also, I wanted to mention this too. If you're a small shop and you would like to sponsor an episode of the podcast, we would love for you to do that. Please either send us a DM on Instagram or you can send us an email at whywedisney at gmail.com. But Kara and I, thank you so much. We love you. We hope you have an awesome week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Yep. Bye. Bye, guys.